Welcome to the Mind Over Matter podcast with Heather Hakes, where mindset is everything. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe and share this episode with your friends. This podcast was created to help open your awareness to the truth of who you are, a limitless being. You are worthy and deserving of an abundant and prosperous life. It's time to peel back the false beliefs and remember who you are, light and love. For additional resources or to contact me directly, please visit my website, heatherhakes.com. Again, that's heatherhakes.com. Without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to episode number 384. In today's interview, my guest is sharing with you the power of self-confidence, along with how to achieve your goals by creating clarity, having courage, and being consistent. Welcome to today's interview. I brought on Kristen Burke. Kristen, welcome. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited for today's interview. We've been chatting for a little bit, but we both come from similar backgrounds in corporate. We're runners. And so it's just so nice to have conversations with like-minded parallel lives uh, and another coach. So for the listeners, please give a little background. Where do you live and what do you do? Absolutely. So I am in Redondo Beach, California, which is just outside of Los Angeles, and I am a goal achievement coach. So I help my clients close the gap between the goals they set and the goals that they achieve. In addition to coaching, I also host the Elite Achievement Podcast. I have to bring this up real quick because I actually just released a podcast yesterday. It's an alarming statistic of, do you know how many people don't even know what they want in life? I can imagine it's a lot, a large percentage. So we're talking specifically today to those who have goals or ideas and things they want to accomplish or do have be in their life. But there's also those people that are like living life on autopilot, just going through the motions. And there's a big difference, right? Like, I think we're all here for a purpose and that purpose is excitement and experience and joy. And yeah, if we want to call those goals, calm goals. Absolutely. And it's challenging to figure out exactly what it is that you want, because there are so many things that we should be or things that we think we need to achieve. And so part of the goal achievement process is getting super clear on what you actually want and what's important to you. So then you can go after those goals. Okay. So then I think we should backtrack a little bit. We both come from a corporate background. I would love for you to share your story because on that whole should, and I love the quote, stop shooting all over yourself. Yes. But, and, and I don't think it's any fault, but a lot of us go through what we think we're supposed to do. You go to college, you get a degree, you work up with the corporate ladder. You're supposed to be happy. And one day you will retire with money and then die. And I woke up and I was like, I just think there has to be more to life. I followed that same definition of success for so long and, you know, growing up. So I actually grew up uh, in a cemetery, which is very strange. And a lot of people don't know that, but when I was really young, my dad was a grave digger. And so I grew up in a cemetery. And so my definition of success was exactly what you said. It was go to college, get a degree, go get a job in, in a big corporation and work your way up to that corner level office. And, and that's what I set my sights on. I pardon the interruption. If this content is resonating with you, I want to offer you some additional resources. Check out my website, heatherhakes.com and take the free life assessment. This is a great tool to take inventory in life where you're feeling in alignment and abundant 
and where you're simply feeling stuck, stressed out, or as someone recently emailed me, completely ruining their life. I've also created a self-study course all about mindset and manifesting. Again, check out my website, heatherhakes.com, and click on course. Finally, if you are ready to deep dive and really transform your life, I offer one-on-one -on -one coaching. I will teach you what has taken me years and tens of thousands of dollars to learn in which you can start implementing right now. To learn more and schedule your free strategy call, visit heatherhakes.com forward slash coaching. Now, back to regular programming. Went to, went to school. I was one of the first in my family to graduate from college. I received a bachelor's degree in communication. I then received a master's degree in communication. So I continued my education. I have a graduate level degree. And during that time, I found an internship in a financial services firm. And I thought, oh my gosh, I, I studied communication. What am I doing working in financial services? But it was that entry point to that vision, that dream. It was a incredible office building and people wore these power suits and it felt, it felt so grown up and professional. And it felt like that could be yeah. my way to achieve success. And, and quite honestly, there was a lot about the organization that I really did enjoy. I believe in the work that the financial advisors were doing for their clients and the impact that they were making in the marketplace. And I really, Heather, appreciated the focus on mindset and goals and achievement. And that's where I got exposed to the world of personal and professional growth and development. And I actually started coaching financial advisors back in 2009. So I've got a decade, over a decade now of coaching experience that I brought to my own coaching practice. Well, and how did you fall into that kind of role? I fell into that kind of role. It wasn't like I woke up one day and said, Hey, I, I want to be a coach. I, uh, at the time was living in St. Louis, Missouri and my now husband, his company is located here in Los Angeles. And so he was making the move out of Missouri to LA to move up in his company. And I, I, I got invited to come with him and, you know, he proposed and we got married and, uh, I went to my, uh, managing partner in St. Louis and said, Hey, I'm, I'm moving to Los Angeles. And he connected me with the office out here in LA. And that was what the office needed at the time. They needed someone to step into a training role, a development role, a coaching role. And, you know, it, it, we've talked a lot prior to recording this episode about the power of the universe. That was probably the universe's way of saying, get into this field and get a ton of experience, get exposure. And I very, very, very quickly fell in love with helping people maximize their potential and achieve their definitions of success. And so I, I in 2018, actually broke at the time, a company record for coaching. And then I, I went out on my own in 2019 and started my coaching practice. And why did you want to go on your own? Well, I realized I had that wake up call. I realized that the life that I wanted and the things that were really important to me, the freedom, the flexibility, the ability to work in my yoga pants, which we all got some exposure to right last year, the opportunity to make choices with my schedule, all of that I could get on my own. And it, it really, it, it was an opportunity when I went for a higher level leadership role in my former company and I didn't get the role. 
And, you know, Heather, for me, that was a, a chance to say, hey, I can keep trying and I can keep, you know, pushing my way to move further and further, further ahead with this company, or I can take a step back, listen to my intuition, get really clear on what's important to me. And, you know, I had this dream of being a coach for years. I didn't remember it at the time. I actually remembered it last year when we moved and I came across a bunch of old journals. I I don't know about you, but I I have notebooks and I have journals and I write and I vision. And I had started to outline my own coaching practice in 2011. And it wasn't until 2019 that I finally made that leap. And I need it. I need it that that experience of not getting that next role to wake up and say, okay, Kristen, do it. What is holding you back? And it was confidence and it was courage that was holding me back. And, Mm -hmm. and of course, you know, unpacking what was my definition of success and how is this moving away from what I thought was going to be successful and what I thought I wanted and who I thought I should be. And that, that opportunity was such a blessing, such a blessing for me because it, it got me to where I am today. Well, and I have to share this quote that popped in mind when you were sharing that story. Rejection is redirection. And I, I don't remember the first time I heard that, but you can think about it in any area of life, right? So work-related in it sucks. When you're going for something big or a job interview you're stoked about, and you don't get it, it hurts in that moment. But if you could trust and have faith that mm, you're being redirected mm-hmm. when it comes to dating, I mean, like I'm still going through that, but you have to trust, oh, you know, it didn't work out with that person because there's something even better. And so another quote I use on that. So when you go into that job interview or you're going on that date, or even for you, you know, with coaching clients, it's this or something even better. Mm-hmm. But for you, so you were redirected to, okay, take a step back, think, and then get to go out on your own. So something I want to talk about that you touched on is the idea of maximizing our potential and to achieve my or your definition of success. Can you talk more about that? Absolutely. So, so often we set goals that we think we should achieve, especially, especially for the listeners who are in a corporate world or a corporate job. A lot of times you're in a scenario where your work is given to you, which gives you a huge opportunity to find ways to maximize your potential outside of work or even explore new opportunities in work. But we're so often setting goals that we think we should achieve. And I believe that this is even intensified with social media. I know I fell victim to this myself. So here I am, even the goal achievement coach, and I still mess this up and still have opportunities to keep working towards my own definition of success, but we'll see what other people are going after. We'll see what other people are building and we'll think, oh, that's it versus looking inward and getting super crystal clear on what is it that I am building. And so I love, I love working with clients and helping them get clear on their long-term vision because I think that starts to serve as the catalyst for the goals that we work on today. So if you get really clear on where it is that you see yourself 10 years from now, the work you're doing, the impact you're making, the legacy you're creating, the people you're surrounding yourself with, then you can work backwards and set more meaningful goals today to start taking steps towards that vision. And Heather, I I have to say, I've done a lot of work on visioning myself and I've helped a lot of clients through it. And it's really important that we think of our vision as a draft because you're going to grow and you're going to evolve and you're going to change and you're going to become a different person each year you're working towards that vision. And so if we, if we consider that vision to be a final 
document that can right. never change, yeah. that doesn't necessarily help us achieve our definitions of success. Well, and even if you think about, you know, where I am in, t- in today or who I was five years ago are completely different situations. So you're right. I think it is great to have the end vision, that end goal, but be open to this or something even better. Because even for me, you know, like, um, and a, a lot of teachers out there teach it. I am, I resonate and connect with Neville Goddard as one, um, Abraham Hicks. Everyone's talking about vision boards and manifesting, right? But you're right. If you have that big end goal and you're living from it, not wanting it, you're living from it because then it already feels like your reality. That's how you reverse engineer. But can we talk about the difference between making something happen and allowing this push versus pull, this flow versus hustle and grind? Yes. So I am an achiever at heart. And I know you're also an achiever at heart. And so one of my strengths is when I set a goal, I will lock in and I will go after it and I will push towards it. But our strengths when we over rotate can also become our weaknesses. And so one of the things that I know I have done in my past and heck, I even did it this year is I get my mind uh, wrapped around a goal that I think I need to go after. And I build out the plan and I start taking the action. And if I'm not intentionally checking in with, is this draining my energy or giving me energy? How is this making me feel? Am I excited? One of the big things that I learned, am I laying awake at night, restless, overthinking tons of details and coming from a place of fear? Mm. That to me is a sign that I am in the push and I need to redirect my, my energy and my effort, which is challenging because as an achiever, there's this thought, if I set a goal and I don't go after it and give it my all, did I fail? And so it's really learning to work in flow and trust your intuition and believe in yourself. And that comes through, in my opinion, coaching. It comes through personal growth and development work. It comes through reading. It comes through journaling. And you really start to learn yourself and what, what works for you to achieve your definition of success. I have to ask you, I know you're a fellow runner. Yes. For me, and, and Tony Robbins talks about this a lot, to change your, your state, then your story, and then strategy. So um, I've been a runner since I was a young girl and I love that runner's high. I just, there's nothing else like it for me. And I've never been into drugs. So I I don't know that kind of high, but anyway, there's something about running pavement, nature, being in flow. I have had, but it's because I'm so present. I'm not thinking about anything else. I have no distractions. I have had what I call downloads or intuitive ideas and business plans and things just come to me. My second brand that I I recently launched Mogi fit literally came to me during Shavasana and yoga. So those that don't know, that's the final resting pose, literally just laying there, not thinking, doing in this whole entire business plan, everything like just came. And then as soon as I got up from it, I went and wrote it all down, but I wasn't trying to make something happen. How have you found flow or how are you quieting the noise to tune in? Mm, Such a great, great question. And I also practice yoga and I'm finding that it's not planned and it's not expected, but often when I'm working out, 
And I, I'm more of a, a, what I call a wobbler these days where I, I run a little and I walk a lot. I run a little, I walk <laughs> a lot. So I I've definitely gravitated more towards yoga and the Peloton, but if I have a great workout like you, the ideas will come to me. And especially if I'm not forcing it, 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 it you just kind of go out, you go about your business, you're doing your workout. And all of a sudden it's like, Oh, I should reach out to that person and, oh, I should, I should put out this post and, oh, I should, what if I structure a coaching session this way or a coaching program this way? And, and you just kind of build on that idea. Mm-hmm. And what I have found is the more that I start to lean into that intuition, the more I honor those nudges, the more I take action on them, the more rapidly they start to come. Can you give an example, maybe something recently that you were just in flow or in the zone where this, this, it just came to you and what, what branched out of that? So I am a part of an entrepreneur's organization. It's called EOA. So entrepreneur's organization accelerator program. And I got an email, we got an email a couple months ago that they released a podcast and I thought, oh, that's awesome. I love serving business owners. So I, I fired off an email to the podcast host. I introduced myself and said, Hey, I'm, I'm a fellow podcaster. If you're looking for guests, I'd love to be on your show. And I didn't hear anything for weeks. And all of a sudden, two or three weeks ago, I get an email back from the host and he's like, Hey, I've been saving your email. I didn't forget about it. We're ready to interview. I'd love to have you on as a guest. And I was the only person who replied proactively to be a guest on that show. And, and I think that's such an incredible example of, I had this nudge to do something, to take action and I did it. And I was able to have this great interview and, and hopefully impact a bunch of other small business owners. And another example, I was leading a workshop for an organization that I've done some work with. And I sent, I had this nudge to send a follow-up email to the leader of that organization and schedule a meeting. And we had, we had a meeting, we had a great conversation. I I asked some questions about how I can be of service. I found there's an opportunity and that we're still in conversation for some incredible work with that organization. But had I not sent that email to ask for that conversation, I wouldn't be in the position where we could be working together potentially next year. But that was another one of those. I had that urge. It was like, Hey, just send a quick follow-up email. And, and I've learned to, when I have those urges, I need to act right away because if I write it on the to-do list, then I will start to overthink it. Well, should I, I bet they're all taken care of. Would they really follow up with me? And so there's this, there's this thing that I've learned when I get that urge or that nudge from the universe act really quickly. That reminds me of Mel Robbins, five second rule. Yes. Five, four, three, two, one. Yeah. Go, go. Otherwise you have time to justify and think about it, overthink, delay it, procrastinate. No, go. I love that. Um, So when it comes to goal setting, so let's talk about if somebody right now is like, all right, I I do have a goal. I really want to make six figures this year, or I really want to publish a book, or I want to start whatever their fill in the blank is. How do you even get started? So the very first question I would ask that person is why is that goal important to you? What does that goal mean to you? Heather, what will earning six figures do for your business, do for your life? Heather, what will writing that book do for your business, do for your life? So we have to get super clear 
on why you want that goal. Because this is, this is one of the differences I found between people who set goals and people who achieve their goals. Individuals who achieve their goals are incredibly clear on why they want to achieve that goal. And there's often, there, there are often multiple reasons. So it's, you've got your surface level reason, and then there's a deeper reason, a deeper reason, a deeper reason, a deeper reason. And, and if you can tap into why all of those reasons are super important to you, that is going to likely lead to goal achievement. So that, that's what I would say is yeah. step number one. Well, and that's, it's about commitment. So something I talk about is to map it out, a massive action plan. Mm-hmm. And there's a difference. I'm not saying this is not a hustle and grind making it happen, but in the center, and, and I, I teach this often, but in the center, I write the what. So be really clear on the what. I did this when I ran my marathon. The what was, and this wasn't a hope or a wish. It was, I will run a marathon by May. I think it was 19th. And that was in 2019. I will run. So I knew the what, mm-hmm. but you're right. I had to go into, why do I want to do this? And I, I go 10 layers deep. So come up with 10 reasons why you want the what. Mm-hmm. Then in the left column, I write action steps on how I could obtain this goal while still being open to other avenues, resources coming my way that I couldn't have fathomed. So I I just think it's important to always be open to, but anyway, so then I, I wrote 10 actionable steps I could take and I prioritize those while still being flexible and allowing it to be easier and quicker and, you know, everything else. But on that note, something we talked about, okay, so we're talking goal setting right now mm-hmm. and, and getting this end goal and we're reverse engineering. Let's talk about the importance of mindset and our environment. Yes. Oh, so there are four characteristics of goal achievers. Clarity, we've already talked about. The second two are extremely related to mindset, confidence and courage. Mm -hmm. So in my work with with coaching, and and I've been coaching, as I mentioned, since 2009, in my work with coaching, I've noticed that individuals who achieve their goals are confident. Now, let's be clear. This doesn't necessarily mean you wake up and you have all the confidence in the world, but you know, when you start taking action in the direction of your goals, you will become more confident. We can't just sit around and wish for confidence. We got to, we got to start taking action. And then individuals that achieve their goals are courageous. So there's likely going to be something in those action steps that's going to stretch you out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And we're going to feel a lot of fear. And, and I'm even starting to learn, Heather, that fear is becoming one of my friends. Because if I'm feeling fear, it means I'm on to something. It means I'm growing. I'm getting to a different level. Yes. So we need to have a lot of mindset practices to help us grow our confidence and our courage. And, you know, one of the things that works really, really well for me is I have a morning routine and I am not going to be the first coach to talk about a morning routine, but I want to be clear. I'm not a 4 a.m. -er. I am like a 6 30, seven o'clocker with my morning routine that works really, really well for me. And in my morning routine, if I have a great cup of coffee and I journal and I write down gratitude, I connect to my vision, I'm reading, I'm working out meditating that helps me set my day up for success. And I learned this year because I got away from my morning routine. We went on a family vacation. I gave myself a little bit of a break. You know, if you take a break from something, you don't always come back to it right away. And I slipped a little from that morning routine and I noticed my mindset was a wreck. I was focusing on negative mental narratives. I had limiting beliefs popping up. I was, I was thinking of all the reasons why I can't, I was too busy, you know, all the junk 
that goes through our mind that keeps it from, uh, keeps us from achieving our goals. So mindset, in my opinion, is absolutely critical to grow your confidence and grow your courage. And then the last, the last characteristic, I don't want to leave our audience hanging is consistency. And that is focusing on progress versus perfection. And we can also connect perfectionist tendencies to mindset as well. I like that. The four C's. I, I, I love that kind of stuff. Okay. So I, I have some notes. There's a couple things I want to touch on. Um, so the confidence piece, I completely agree. And somebody told me this once they were like ABC action builds confidence, because otherwise I think we're sitting in that fear and then we talk ourselves out of, but you're right. Just take the next logical step. Mm -hmm. Um, then I wrote down, I used to say this all the time. Um, let fear fuel you, not rule you. And you're right. I've learned when I'm like, Oh, and do you notice in your body? Fear and excitement are actually the same energies. It's just the mind and your thoughts are different, but it's the same like butterflies in your stomach and maybe like a little sweaty and like kind of feeling nervous. It's ex excitement and fear. It's the same, same physical reaction. The third thing I wrote down is that um, I love your morning routine. And I agree, there is not a one size fits all, but what you really pointed out is the, you have to be intentional with your time. And so if you get it, whatever you do, and I agree with movement. So mine is hydration movement. And I do like some meditation or just being intentional and like getting in the zone. So then I can carry out my day. And I've had the same experiences when I don't, and it's just like my whole day, it just feels off and I don't know what I'm doing. And, but there's also a difference in like getting in that routine and falling into a rut. Mm -hmm. So how do you, you know, I think there's always that space to evolve and grow. Well, and one of the ways that I encourage my clients to evolve and grow is to have very intentional reflect and plan time on your calendar. Mm. And, and the way that the calendar is set up, it makes this quite simple for us. So one on a weekly basis, I encourage individuals to uh, have a Friday ritual. So I, Friday ritual, I love the Friday ritual. Yeah. You write down your wins from the week, which helps you build confidence. You write down your lessons from the week, which helps you build courage. And then you write down your priorities as they connect to your goals for the next week. So that intentionality. And, and if you're going through that Friday ritual and you're learning, hey, I'm not doing my morning routine, well, that's an opportunity to check in and ask yourself, why is it because you got out of habit or is it no longer energizing you going back to that question? Does this give me energy? Does this drain me? Mm -hmm. And then the other natural check-ins are the month end where you can check in on your goals at the end of the month. How's it going? Where am I excelling? Where am I falling behind? Why am I falling behind? And then I love a good quarterly reflect and plan session and recommend a good two hours or more where you're diving into your business plan, you're diving into your goals, and you're really assessing what is going well, where am I working in flow, where am I pushing, what, what isn't working for me, and you're coming out of that session with a couple of clear strategies to work on in the next quarter to move closer to your goal. I like that. And I'm glad you brought all that up because I think it's important, especially as a business owner, you might have this end goal, but if you're not checking in and you don't have those more short-term goals, goals, what do I want to do this week? What do I want to accomplish this next month? And even with my podcast, you know, am I paying attention to the downloads and the analytics? What's working? What's not? If I'm not paying attention to those things and I'm just going through the motions mm -hmm. and that, I mean, that does not feel good because I've been there too. 
that does not feel good. And then you're back in that doing things because you think you need to, or you get into a rut and yes. So we, we have to check in. So can we talk about that? Something we touched on previously is, um, the need for a bounce back plan when you've fallen off track, getting back on. Yes. So I have to set the stage a little bit for you. So I, I started my business in December of 2019 and then we had the holidays and my family, we had a little bit of travel. And so it was really exciting because I'm like, Oh, I'm a business owner, but I wasn't really doing the business just quite yet fully. So it's that first week in January. And I remember sitting at my kitchen counter, we were living in downtown Los Angeles. So my kitchen counter was my office and I'm ready for my day, Heather. And I'm like, Oh, I've got, I've got someone that's a follow-up. I'm sure they're going to say yes to coaching. I got another potential new client call. And then things started canceling. I got no showed and I heard no. And like all this negativity started happening. And I remember sitting there and I could feel that wave of negativity starting to build up within me. And then the thoughts, why did you quit your job? Who do you think you are? What do you think you're doing? Are you going to be able to build this business? And I, and I knew in that moment that I had to change my energy. So I grabbed my tennis shoes. I went outside, I worked out. And during my workout, we've talked about, you get some really good ideas when that blood gets low. And during my workout, I thought I need to send an email and schedule a referral meeting. And that's what I did. And that's how the bounce back plan was born. You do one action that makes you feel good. And this is super individual. It might be working out. It might be calling a friend. It might be listening to your favorite song and dancing around, but you do something that, you know, makes you feel good. And then you take one action in the opposite direction of the story that you're telling yourself. That's brilliant because you're changing your focus and then you're getting energy moving. Okay. So something I want to add on to that. Can we talk about the power? You, these are your words, power of the people. Yes. Oh my goodness. So I have learned, I have learned this is not, this is not a Kristen Burke phrase, but I've learned that you become the sum of the five people you spend the most time with and the books that you read. And I will add the podcast you listen to because, Hey, I'm a podcaster. You're a podcaster. We're on a podcast, but you can intentionally set your environment up for success. And one of the things that's really, really important is to take a look at the people you are spending your time with. And are these people raising you up? Are they pulling you down? Are they giving you energy? Are they draining your energy? Are you, um, and and I've been seeing this phrase a lot lately. Are you the smartest person in the room or in your circle? That's been coming up in a lot of the reading I'm doing, because if you are, that's, uh, that's a sign for you to up level and, and get into a new circle. And so it's so important for our listeners to recognize that we have so much more power to create our environment and the people that we're spending our time with, and we need to choose wisely. Yeah, it really is so important because otherwise you're going to, if anyone's paying attention, you probably make similar money to those that are around you. You have the similar thoughts. You probably talk about the same things over and over again. And if that's working for you, fine. But for most of us that are those achievers that want more, you do, it is that part of, and that's why I love people come into your life for a reason a season or a lifetime, but you have to be intentional. Yes. And it's, it's difficult. I know I have 
found myself, um, you know, pity party, if you will, around why I might not be friends with people I was friends with. And, and that's something that as I work with individuals that have really big goals, we have to have conversations around mourning some of those past relationships and being really intentional. Is it, is it a relationship that you want to resurface? Is it important to you? What is that relationship doing for you? Because there is this, you know, as we're talking about the universe, when you start getting clear on what you're going after and you start leaning into that universe and trusting yourself, the universe starts clearing the path for you. And that might be a result on why some of those relationships evolve as well. Yeah. And I have personally experienced that for sure in the last two years. And it is kind of that morning because in that, but it's also your comfort zone. That's what you know. And that's comfortable. And it's like, oh my gosh, now I'm in the unknown. I have to make new friends. No, I get to make new friends. I get to learn more. I get a vibe higher. Yeah. I love that. So we've touched on a ton of different things today. What do you think is a key takeaway you want listeners to get? Trust yourself. It took me a long time to believe that I could, to grow my confidence, to trust myself. And and Heather, let's be clear, running a business, you're going to have good days. You're going to have awesome days. You're going to have really challenging days and terrible days. And so all of that still exists, Mm -hmm. but I've never been happier than I am right now doing this work that is on my heart. And it's a result of me learning to trust myself. I truly love the meme. I'm sure you've seen it, but a day, we're talking a day in the life of entrepreneurs. Like, yes, I got this. I'm so excited. And then the next moment's like, what the hell am I doing? And it's just this big roller coaster. And I do, I do have plenty of those days, but it is also the mindfulness and the intentionality of that morning routine that gets me through that ebb and flow. Cause I do have those really high days that I can build momentum and keep those going. But sometimes I need that bounce back plan. So I yes. get it. Yes. But trust yourself. That would be my final piece of advice. I love that. All right. So to wrap up the interview, I have a couple of rapid fire questions for you. Okay, let's do it. What is a quote or motto that you live by? A quote or motto that I live by. A motto that I live by is gratitude is a practice where nothing changes yet everything changes. I, I used to write when I was in corporate, I had on my whiteboard in my office and having an attitude of gratitude. Mm-hmm. It does. Yeah. It changes everything. It changes everything. You might live in the same home. You might do the same work, but if you start looking for things you're grateful for, your entire perspective can shift. Mm-hmm. Love that. What is a book you're currently reading or highly recommend? Okay. So I just finished the book million dollar women this morning and I loved it. I loved that book because it helps. It's helping me as a business owner think even bigger. And I learned in that book that only 3% of women entrepreneurs cross the seven figure mark. Dang. Or do you know, Sarah Blakely founder of Spanx? Yes. And she just sold her company. 1.2 She's already a billionaire and she just sold majority of her shares or whatever. 1.2 billion. So Sarah has set a new standard and if it's kind of like the four minute mile rule, right? Once somebody's done it, then the more of us create this belief and possibility. Oh my gosh, I can do that too. So, all right, I got the six figures. Oh my gosh, she did. So yeah, let's just keep growing. And it's not about the money, but it's about the impact and it's the journey and who you become by up leveling. That's what I think. The mindset. Absolutely. The impact. Yes. Amazing. All right. Final question. What advice would you give your younger self? 
trust yourself. I, I, it has to go back. And that might be a little repetitive, but as I think about the way I grew up and the definition of success that I had and the, the times that I followed my own intuition, I, I leaned in, I trusted myself. I, I, I think back, I was the captain of my high school dance team and I didn't take a lot of dance classes. So I was not a technically trained dancer. There were women on our team who were far better dancers than me, but I trusted myself to go for that leadership position and I got it. And, and that was one example of learning to trust myself, signing up for marathons. I mean, I, I wasn't a big runner. I didn't run in high school. I didn't run in college, but I wanted to do a marathon. And so I signed up and I trusted myself. And that is something, if I could go back, I would tell myself, trust yourself, start your coaching business. You can do it. And what a great note to end on. Kristen, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe and share this episode with your friends. I'd love to connect with you on the social platforms. You can add me on Instagram at heather.hakes or subscribe to my YouTube channel, Heather Hakes. I'll catch you on the next episode.